Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're talking about Bob's Pig Shop in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And later in the show, did you make any crazy bedlam bets? I know I didn't. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. This last week, uh-huh. did my final camping trip, my winterized the camper camping trip. That sucks. You don't think you could camp at all during the winter? Uh, we've done it before, but you've got to blow out all the water lines or you have really horrible yeah, things happen true. to your campers. Yeah. Uh, so we were headed down to Ardmore, uh-huh. and we were hungry. Go figure. Yes. <laughs> so Amber has, like, she has the spine of this organization she has found so many good restaurants mm-hmm. so many cool things in the state of oklahoma that yeah. that i i don't understand so we were driving through paul's valley on our way to ardmore yeah and i was like i don't know if there's any place in ardmore that we have are in i don't know if there's any place in paul valley that we've never been to before right and she pulls bob's pig shop out of thin air dude i don't know i've huh. never heard of it been there a hundred times. Asked people for restaurant recommendations, oh, yeah. which Paul's is a, Valley. which is a terrible. Which let's talk about that for just a second. It's crazy to me. We've had more suggestions about in our lifespan of the, the show. We've had more su- suggestions about restaurants to go to in specific towns from people that are not townies. So it's not so um, okay. But I I want to go back just for a minute. A sure, little, a little. A little road trip through history. If oh you will. yeah, you and I talked about the. We went down to the Twain Action Figure Museum uh-huh. in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. Yeah, and we talked to multiple people, and the best recommendation, the absolute best recommendation that we got for a restaurant to eat in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, was Boomerang. Boomerang Grill. Boomerang yep. Grill, the chain, which it's not the worst thing. It's not. It's not bad. Right. But it's not local. And the other place that we landed on, I can't remember if we found it or somebody else said so-and-so, such-and-such. It was, once again, when you name a restaurant after a person, it can go either way. And it went the way that it's been closed down for a while. So, yeah. But you can strike out. But Bob's Pig Shop has been in Paul's Valley since 1933. How did no one... And we were there. It, we were there for over. We were there for an entire day, right? And nobody mentioned this place. What is happening? So we ended up pulling into this place, which yeah, it's not in downtown. It's like there's downtown, and then just to the north of downtown, Up the road a piece <laughs> on. I think it's Ash. It's on Ash Street. Okay, just north of downtown, right next to an elementary school. And we pull up, and I'm like. Hell yeah. Yeah. For starters, it looks like a house. Mm, those are the best places. There is stack ricks of firewood. That's a good sign. Dude, it's got that real nice craftsman quality to yeah. the build of the mm-hmm. place. The patina on the metal roof, the whole nine, dude. Right. I'm impressed right off the bat. So we go inside, and they've got their history on the menus. The walls are covered. With the history of the restaurant, the history of the town, and the history that came with them growing up. So there's right. newspaper articles about J- the JFK assassination oh, wow. or the Apollo moon landings, things like that, intermixed with the story of how their 
hamburger came to be. Well, that's if you think about it, that's also a great way to. It's a timeline of the of the nation, but we've been here since <laughs> pre World War Two. Yeah, I mean, honest to goodness, they started right smack in the middle of the Great Depression. Right of which, all times, which we've got a little history to discuss about that. But right off the bat, fast, friendly service. They welcomed us as soon as we came in the door, like we were, like you'd been, like there. we're yeah. old friends. Uh-huh. She just double checked, you know, have you guys been in before? We told her no, and she just unloaded all the options. Their menu is huge, uh, which we'll get to in a bit. But there is a black and white photograph just inside the entrance. It's a picture of the restaurant on opening day from August of 1933. Really? Yeah, dude, come That's on. That's awesome, man. You, you, you don't get that. You do not get that. The founders were Bob and Helen Hammonds. The name came from the barbecue, uh, the barbecue pork sandwich that they still serve there today. Goodness, man! I'll take a Bob. <laughs> um, it was there was a popular franchise operation during the time that was they called pig stance. Uh huh. Like oh, like Vans pig stand. Yeah, but they couldn't afford to join the franchise, so they ended up calling their place the Pig Shop. Ah, okay. Which I think is brilliant. It is brilliant. The building has changed a lot over the years. They've added some exterior stones, um, things of that nature. There was, at one point in time, it just had regular ceilings, but they had a, fu- had a fire. Oh. So now it's all open kind to the a, rafters. Kind of a vaulted re- ceiling. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, it really takes you back. But they, they've done a few changes over the years, like... Getting indoor restrooms, which I oh, think is all awesome. I think I, I mean, when you yeah. think about 1933, though, yeah, it, it was outhouse or, or no house, exactly. Yeah, the original owners were there until 1976 and they sold to Phil and Susan Henderson after running this place for 43 years, dude. That's a long that's time, a long time, but they have been open for over 80 years. So, this is one of the state's oldest continuously operated businesses. Again, and nobody's talking about it. And you go into town and you ask for recommendations and nobody's giving you this one. That's why you can't ask young people for a recommendation on a restaurant. No, they're going to give you chicken strips. <laughs> they're going to tell you that the uh, Domino gas station's got the best burritos. Because they're fried, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really one of those things that is a piece of history yeah. that I fear... We're on the brink of losing. Yeah. The mom and pop restaurant that has history like this, mm-hmm. there, it's more and more, it's becoming more and more difficult to find one of these places that you haven't found before that's been around for anywhere near this time. To me, you know, as much as I like, I'll be honest, one of my favorite places, it's considered local, but one of my favorite places to formerly eat barbecue was, was Swadley's. But I almost like the business model that, say, like Butcher has and a lot of other places have where when we don't have more, it's, there's no assembly. We don't have a slab-o-rib assembly line. Right. The the Cisco guys aren't going to make a you know an afternoon run to our place. Right. I like, and that's the thing that I think is sad, like you were saying, about some of these mom-and-pop shops is all they need is just a little bit of, and maybe they couldn't support another 500 customers a day who knows 
But the places like that fall by the wayside by dot com barbecue. You know what I mean? Your rib crib, your garden variety garbage. And it really is. I mean, it is absolute garbage. The the fast food barbecue shouldn't shouldn't legally be allowed to be called barbecue. There's better out there. It's in Falls Valley. It's in Wellston. It's in your little nook and cranny spots. Hell, we've got a recommendation from the Shirley Can't Be Serious guys from Muskogee. They're out there. you got to find them. And your town's got to promote you, for crying out loud. Yeah, so I, I, I agree, but they're, the secret sauce to this thing mm-hmm. is not the sauce. Really? The, the secret sauce is the, like, 80-plus-year-old brick fire oh, yeah. pit. And there's no fuel cooking, smoking this meat other than wood. There you go. This isn't, uh, you know, we run gas and throw some wood pellets in there for right. flavoring. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a pellet grill. And all of this stuff is made every day. Their beef, they use whole briskets. Yeah. And they defat it oh. by hand after they cook it. So oh, all wow. of that goes into the, all the flavor goes into the meat. Wow. Whereas a lot of places will cut that fat cut off that, in advance. Yeah, they suck, yeah, they cut the fat cap off. That's the good stuff. Their barbecue pork is 100% boneless pork loins cooked in that same pit. Yum. Let's get to the menu. We're okay. there already. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start with the fact their menu is a bargain. I'm, yeah. I will give you some prices. I was panning and scanning through. I, I agree with the 100%. Especially when you're talking barbecue. It's easy. And I'm not, I'm not trying to catch up. I went in on barbecue not long ago. And for a couple of people, I'm not going to name the place, but it was... It was seventy bucks just for the one, two, three platter. Amber and I ate here for yeah. lunch, and we got a burger for the dog, and the bill was less. And we got desserts, yeah, less than thirty dollars, dude. I mean, sign me up, dude. I mean, barbecue's not cheap. It's not cheap, but they do a great job. So, starting at the top of the menu, they have salads, mm-hmm. which runs the gamut of salads. You know, if you're if you're a a rabbit or a vegan, then that part of the menu might interest you. But some of the things that might interest regular people, mm-hmm. everything is homemade. Homemade potato salad, homemade coleslaw, homemade chicken salad. Oh, man, I made a homemade chicken salad the other day. I bet it wasn't as good as this. And I paid more than $7 to make it, too. <laughs> All of that makes a huge difference. Nobody yeah. understands there yeah. is a dramatic difference. Between the stuff that comes in a 55-gallon drum from yeah. Cisco versus somebody put all of these ingredients together today. Right. This is pin- every, it's You know that it's a pinch of this, a pinch of that. It's not some machine that goes... Psh, 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 psh. <laughs> it pumps it out. Yeah. It, there's a distinct difference. It's like, and we'll get into it, but like a hamburger. When you go to a place and get a hamburger, you can look at a hamburger and go... I need, I need my, that's the thing. I need, I need my food to have a little bit of a jagged edge to it. I don't want it to look like it came out of a panini machine. You know what I mean? Right. Or you cut it with a cookie cutter. I don't, I need it to look good, but a little, it doesn't, I don't want it to be perfect. I question it if it looks like a picture. Although I wish McDonald's could do a better job of representing their food, but yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to throw out McDonald's, I'm sorry, but somehow McDonald's, and we all know the way they're able to do it, but you have your chicken nuggets, and the first chicken nugget they made, I don't know, 50 years ago, looks identical to the chicken nugget that they made 12 seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. 
with no variation in between. It's our it's our original recipe. Yeah, we we take all the beaks and claws and we grind them up into a paste and the, squirt them in a mold. And then what we don't use for that goes into Laffy Taffy. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. So their sandwiches, all their sandwiches are served with beans and a pickle spear. And oh, when yeah. I say beans, I don't mean like baked beans. These like are pinto beans. Pinto beans. Oh. With like bacon and some something mildly spicy. Uh-huh. Maybe like a green chili or something? I don't know what it is, but it was good. Mm. That's old school. You can't take me to a barbecue restaurant where they serve you pinto beans. Uh-uh. So I got the pig sandwich, the uh-huh. one that, that started in 1933. It's shredded white pork marinated on a toasted bun with a homemade sour pickle relish. Mmm. Dude, okay, you know how I've got to tear it apart a little bit, so I, I tore off a piece of the bread. I'm like, hey, they did a good job with the bread. I ate some of the meat with no sauce on it. And I got that sour pickle relish. It's got just a little bite to it. Mm. And I was like, holy crap, this does not need barbecue sauce. Yeah. So I took a bite of it. It's got a little more heat than you think. Really? For starters. But it was juicy and flavorful without barbecue sauce. Really? I added some barbecue sauce to just a little piece of it because I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. And... It was really good, but I'm like, I, I can eat barbecue sauce anywhere. I yeah. can't get this sandwich anywhere else. Anywhere else, yeah. I mean, and really, the, the barbecue purists will tell you that a good barbecue doesn't need sauce. So that says a lot. That's a testament to the to the quality for sure. I told you that we, we ate rel- um, under 30 bucks. Yeah. I got the small pig sandwich. It's $7. I was full after eating my... Pig sandwich, pickle spear, and beans. Mm. I was full, so I spent $7 to fill up. That's pretty good, man. Amber got a burger. Again, hand-packed. It was good. Uh, they do uh, they do their own mix of beef. Oh, really? So, again, they're adding something special, something homemade to the whole thing. But they've got a lot of other things on the menu, which obviously we didn't have a chance to get to. They have a prime rib sandwich. Mm. Their own prime rib with beans. And fries or a salad for 13 bucks For a prime rib sandwich? Hell yeah. Yeah. The one that caught my eye and I thought was hilarious. What? But I didn't get it just because that's not it's not what the restaurant was named after. So I had to do the pig sandwich. But they have something called the Washita Valley Lobster. Oh. It's fresh caught chicken fried steak on a homemade bun <laughs> with lettuce, tomato, and ranch dressing. That is... That's perfect, dude. That's awesome. But their their chicken fried steak sandwich, which again comes with a pickle spear and beans, $7. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, that's silly. I mean, you're talking eight bucks with a drink. Yeah, that, and that'll fill you up. For sure. Their french fries come in half order or full order. Again, I maybe inflation hasn't made it to Paul's Valley yet. Yeah. That's the only explanation I can think of. But a half order of fries is $2, and a full order is $3. Really? Yes. Is it hand-cut fries? Uh-huh. Mm. Dude, I'm telling you, I don't think anything's not made from scratch there. It's hard. I mean, here's the thing. How do you... And nothing against them. I don't want them to jack the prices up because we think they're insane. Because we have a we have a, we have have a a history of, of building up communities and getting people to change their tax brackets just by mentioning it on the air. 
But how do you stay in business at $7 a pop? Dude, I don't know. But again, same thing with the burger. So their burgers haven't changed during the whole time since 1933. So 90 years. They have their ground beef is made with fresh meat mm-hmm. that they gr- that they have ground to their specifications. Uh-huh. And they make it into one-third pound balls. Uh-huh. And it does not get mashed until they're ready to put it on the grill. That's good. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you. I don't know what they what they've got at but it was it was a great burger. Mm. And again, you don't normally find that. You don't normally find that if a restaurant is known for their pig sandwich. Yeah. Typically if they're known for their pig sandwich, they can't make a hamburger save their lives. Well, and I'll be honest, I'm one of those people and I kind of razzed Amber a little bit. If people go to a barbecue joint and they get the chicken strips or they get the you know what I mean, they mm-hmm. get a cheeseburger, I'm kinda like ah. But when they take, it looks like they, it's from everything, you're telling me everything I'm seeing, everything is painstakingly put together. It's, they put as much effort into A as they do Z. Mm-hmm. I mean. Their small cheeseburger, six bucks. That's a steal. It is. And a double meat cheeseburger, ten dollars. You know how much, I hate to say it, you know how much a double meat cheeseburger, the McDouble, not that I don't eat them, but I saw oh. somewhere, the McDoubles are up to like two ninety four. Almost three dollars. Didn't they used to be ninety nine cents? Yeah. Oh. That was when it was a deal. Now it's a a steal, and by that they're stealing, stealing your money from you. Yeah. Yeah. Some places, you know, they they have a hard time getting beyond their one thing. If they're good, they have a hard time being good at multiple categories. Yeah. Bob's is not like that. They also have Tex Mex. Oh, okay. Which again, that's a oh, that's a curveball. It is a curveball, but it seems in line with what they do. Right. So they have homemade chili con carne. Mm-hmm. Again, homemade. Right. Who's who's doing that? Nobody. They have a homemade tamale special. The Vicky's tamale special is three homemade tamales topped with chili and cheese. It's eight dollars. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, I, I would never say they're crazy for being such a great value, but great. Here's my thing. Great food, great value, and you're not buying great value ingredients from Walmart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a home run. It really is. And then if you want to get to the meat section, I mean, just straight up meat. This isn't a sandwich. We, I, I really want to get down there and try the ribs. Oh, my God. That's, listen, I like to keep, I hate to keep interrupting you. I am a rib. I'm not big on brisket. I don't like chop this or pulled pork. Mm-hmm. I am a rib guy. And I, I've always been that way. I give me ribs. I, I think it's a good test. Uh, it's a good test of a, of a mm-hmm. barbecue place, the ribs. But again, back to the value on this thing. They do barbecue by the pound, including sauce. Their pork loin is $12 a pound. No joke. Their beef is $14 a pound. <clears throat> $14 a pound. A whole slab of ribs is $28. That's not bad at all, dude. That is an amazing That's price. That's an amazing price, yeah. And if you want to pull out a movie quote on this whole deal. <laughs> Am I you pulling do, it out? Do you? You can. You can. You can order. You can buy an order of ribs. Yeah. But you literally can just order one rib. Two dollars. Swear I, to God. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. That's awesome. But again. 
$28 for a whole slab of ribs. Dude, I don't know if most people have ever seen a whole slab of ribs because it costs too much to put them all in one place. I may have eaten a half a slab myself, but yes, a whole slab. That's a lot. That's a lot of ribs. <laughs> it's a ton of ribs. So I had blackberry homemade. Co- Again, homemade. Homemade. Homemade, homemade blackberry homemade. cobbler with vanilla ice cream. Mighty. Guess how much? Tell me. It's four dollars if you just want the cobbler. Cobbler all the all mode is seven dollars, dude. Seriously, swear to God. I mean, you're in. Out, you're out. You're telling me you're out the door. Two entrees, some fries, and a dessert yeah. for thirty bucks. And we got the dog hamburger. Is that the and name? Of, was, is that what's called on the menu? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're like, and we got the dog hamburger next no, to the. No, we pig got sandwich. hamburger for the dog. Yeah, that's two drinks. Do you have cinnamon ice cream? They do have it. Again, all of this stuff is homemade. No. Homemade, handmade. No. Yes. This is ridiculous. So you do have to work around their hours. Okay. They're open six days a week. I don't see nothing wrong with their hours. Their their hours are a little back and forth. I'm going to say that. All right. Monday, 11 to 8. Okay. Tuesday, 11 to 2. Wednesday, 11 to 2. Man, they don't give us a lot of time to ditch work, do they? Thursday, 11 to 8. Friday, 11 to 9. Saturday, 11 to 2. Okay, yeah. It The hours are a little bit little like wonky. Like, if you forget what day of the week it is, you may not eat. And yeah. I think if you if you have that as an option to eat and you end up eating some... If you, eat, if you have Bob's as yeah. an option to eat, but you end up having to eat at Arby's off the highway, you probably just, like... Be done. Like, well, it, and then you have the situation where you got kids in the car and like, we want McDonald's, I want Arby's. We're pushing through, kids, and you're eating pinto beans and probably a, a prime rib sandwich. A what? Yeah, that you're getting the Bob's Pig sandwich, and you're like it. That's what I'm telling the kids, and they're two and three years old. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I think the the pig sandwich may be too hot for a kid. Really. So I don't have to share. I want to get something I don't want to have to share with a child. Yeah, they'd have to get their own. But again, a damn hamburger is basically free. That's cheap. Yeah, I have to confess, I don't share food. They look at, they know not what's so funny. I love my children. They love me. But when they see me eat, they they'll they're look afraid at me. they're going to lose a finger. No, they 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 look at me and I'm like, and they go the other way. They never. Last night I broke down. I had some grapes with Mason. We rationed some grapes together. He, we enjoyed that. But, like, if it's food that daddy's really into, I'm not, I want my kids to have an, have a eclectic palate. But it's not going to start today. It's not going to start off my plate. You know what I mean? No, you're a horrible person. So, anyway, Bob's Pig Shop. Yeah. 829 North Ash in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. Check out their website, bobspigshop.com. I'm pumped on, dude, I'm sorry. You've been in you've been in the same spot for ninety years. Yep. Ninety years. You're that that well established, you've been in business that long, and you still got the name for your for your place. It's your it's Bob's your pigshop.com. It's your brand. You know, but we've put this in a a list of restaurants that have literally when you when you say things stood the test of time. 90 years you survived the Great Depression, 
World War II. World War II. Uh, what else? I mean, <laughs> 2000. Vietnam, the right? Korean War, the, the falling of the Twin Towers. Like, you've done the economy in 08. I mean, you've survived everything. Y2K? Y2K? <laughs> they probably still, somebody still got stockpiles of bottled water. But we talk about these kind of places all the time that have been around for 70 years, 90 years. It's a testament to the quality, more so than anything else. And I honestly, I feel like somebody from the Chamber of Commerce in Paul's Valley needs to go to every gas station off of the highway yeah. and every little store between the highway and Bob's Pig Shop and go, if somebody asks the best restaurant in town, can you please say the right words? Because right. it's obviously Bob's Pig Shop. Mm -hmm. Like, all of the other places, you can say whatever you want about all of the other places, but I think they all know that Bob's Pig Shop is superior. Or I think if you're somebody that, and let's be realistic, if you work at a gas station, if you had a dollar for every time somebody just asked you directions, you'd be a millionaire. Right. But if you were the kind of person that was almost, you need like people that are almost like the concierges of the town. And go, well, if you're looking for Mexican food, ding. If you're looking yes. for a barbecue, ding. Yes. And if you're here for breakfast, you, you might try this or that. But I hear a lot of people prefer, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. have someone, hell, I think every town needs a visitor center. You know what I mean? Something to kind of give you do. general information about. They also sell gas, and, the, and it needs to be better communicated to the new employees that work mm -hmm. at every gas station. Part of your job yeah. is to provide information. Yeah, So for sure. have the right information. Absolutely. If I ask you where the best place to eat in town is, don't look at me like that's the craziest question you've ever heard in your entire life. Yeah. And then tell me, well, there's a McDonald's right over there. Like, no, that's not... You're fired. I think another thing that hurts a little bit is on those, you know... Gas lodging 20 miles, 30 miles, and it has the major chain signs. Mm -hmm. Number one, most of those are visible. They're all visible from the highway. Basically visible from space. They're visible from space. There's nothing to highlight anything farther than a quarter mile off the interstate. Right. Which, in this case, is more than a quarter mile off the yeah. interstate. Just acknowledging that when somebody says, I'm... I want something that's good in town, mm -hmm. local. Yeah. We're not talking about Arby's, McDonald's, Brahms. No, no, no. Mm -mm. We're not talking about Boomerang. Yeah. We're talking about something that's unique to your town. You should have some concept of what's unique to your town. I think there's way too many people that don't. But if you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, circle back around here. you got to check them out. Like, it is worth the detour. You've been there a million times. I've driven by there a quarter of a million and knew nothing about it. That's the saddest part of the whole story. And maybe they like it that way. Maybe they don't want to be, you know, a-holes and elbows making prime rib sandwiches. Maybe that's maybe that's their market. That's their marketing. No, I think it's just, it's small restaurant. It's a little bit off the highway. And I think... I think people have been sleeping on this one, honestly. Well, I know I'm gonna. I'm probably. I'm planning a trip out there, probably the next few weeks. So I'll have to give it a go. 
Cool. Coming up after the break, Bedlam Bets in the news. Uh. I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime podcast where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. So, our news story from KFOR. OU fans fulfilling crazy bedlam bets after defeat by OSU over the weekend by Taylor Mitchell. I'm going to talk about it because we got robbed um, at gunpoint. What is there to bet? We got robbed at gunpoint in Stillwater, Oklahoma. They know that they did. It was a pass interference call that got was a no call. Okay, I don't care what you bet. All right? We did lose fair and square. Congratulations, Oklahoma State. The biggest game of your entire career. So do you ever make bets? No. Not money bets. What? Like weird um, bets. Like, like how, how much you prop bet? bets. Eh, I think they're fun. I used to watch guys when I played pool uh, avidly would flip a coin for a hundred bucks. Yeah. The money thing is not, not the, okay. Not the thing that I'm thinking of here. Okay. But the, um, according to the news article from KFOR, the last Bedlam rivalry game had several fans making some outrageous bets. Oh boy. But this was the last Bedlam game. How do you feel about that? I know you're a, you're an OU I'm an, fan. I'm an OU fan. I've been to a few Bedlam games. I've been to Bedlam games where we, we've won. I've been to them where we've lost. Without getting too much in the weeds, and there's a lot more technical and more expert opinions, I think, uh, money talks, bullshit walks, hurts the essence of college football. This is a, this is a an in-state rivalry. It's something we've been doing since the turn of the freaking century or longer. I mean, it's longer. We've been doing it longer. I hate to see it go. I, unfortunately, it's the it's the collateral of moving into the bigger leagues, if you will. It's just going to be weird not having that game. You know, the last next to the last game or two in the season, or you know what I mean. I don't like it. I think most people would agree they don't like it much either it but it's a sign of the times and sometimes a sign of the times is a lot of dimes and I, really at the end of the day i think that that that's it it hurts tradition for me but yeah i can see that perspective i i'm not really sure how i feel about the different divisions and well to be fair you don't have to you don't have to act i mean you're you aren't a huge sports fan I'm not, but, but I've you, been to OU games before. You've been to OU games before. You've lived in Norman. You you can't be in Oklahoma and not be a little bit aware of how big Oklahoma football is, whether it's north of the Turnpike or south of the Turnpike. You, it's unavoidable. Well, I do approve of the bets. Okay. From this article, so the bets range from standing outside on the street corner wearing your rival's yeah. uh, gear mm-hmm. or having a permanent tattoo of the other person's uh-huh. logo on your body. Yeah, that's... I'm sorry. Tattoos are permanent. They... Uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
I'd get a temporary tattoo. I'm not getting a permanent tattoo of Pistol Pete. Sorry. But the uh, the story talks about two high school buddies, Tad Tompkins and Darren Sloan, who've been doing their bets for over 12 years now. Really? Where they switch, where they will literally have to stand with a sandwich board on the side of the road during church with the uh, with their opposing team's oh my. gear on. I've done some things that are they're not extreme. I lost a bet with my um late great uncle Vince, a bedlam bet, and I had to wear um no, it wasn't with him. It was with a friend of mine, Jeff Gilliland. Uh hi Jeff if you're listening, but I lost a bet with him that I had to wear OSU gear and I had no one to get gear from. Like I, you had to buy it? No, I had to borrow it. Oh. My Uncle Vince, my late great Uncle Vince, my godfather, was a huge OSU fan. And by the way, quick, just a quick aside, one of my first football games I ever went to as an adult was an OSU football game. Mm-hmm. My uncle would on occasion call and say, hey, Tyrone, that was my nickname, hey, Tyrone, you want to go to an OSU game? I'd be like, heck yeah. So even being an OU fan... Um, which that runs very deep in my family. For for my Uncle Vince and my Aunt Deborah to be OSU fans, it was almost like, who the hell are they? You were raised better than this. <laughs> so anyway. So back to the story, though. Um, Tad Tompkins, he lost his bet. OSU won, and yeah. he lost his bet. But this tradition is so popular that OSU, <clears throat> OSU fullback Braden Cassidy let Tompkins wear his jersey for the Walk of Shame. Oh, really? I think that's pretty cool. That's baller. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I think if the teams are as involved uh-huh. at that level, yeah. it just makes it a more fun environment overall. Back to the quick story. Real quick, I was never invited back to a OSU game. The first time I went, it was in a neutral clothing. The next time I went, I wore OU because I didn't have anything else. So I was asked not to return by other my cousins who had tickets with my uncle. So I was never invited to go back, never had a chance to see another bedlam in Stillwater. So I don't know if I had lost a prop bet, but I was banned from bandwagoning or tailgating ever again. Well, I mean, at least you didn't have a permanent tattoo. This is true. So the other part of the story, there were a, a couple of people <clears throat> that had made a bet on getting a tattoo of the other team's logo that no bigger than a dollar, and they get to cho- they got to choose where they put it on their body. Oh, really? So at least, I mean, at least you could get it on you know on your butt cheek or something. <laughs> so you oh, I to would look at it. Yeah, if it was an OSU tattoo, it'd be on the inner butt cheek. <laughs> Which would be more painful for me, but really hard to see. If you want a little bit more on that story, we'll include a link in the show notes. We do have a little bit of feedback. Oh, yeah? But I did want to start by saying that the Only an OK Show does not endorse the following. Go ahead. <laughs> no, the Only an OK Show made it to the top of the U.S. charts. No way. Finally? 247... In the country, hey, which is awesome, but I will, I do have to say, yeah, we are still in the 60s for Mongolia. We've I don't dropped. know, no, oh, I thought we were number one in Mongolia. I've been telling, dude, I've been, we were number one for a long, a long time ago, but we're we've been I, sitting. In I know, the 60s. but I've been telling people that recently as a as a ad campaign, and I've been using this pitch marketing 
telling everybody that we're number one in Mongolia. And, <laughs> well, I mean, number 60 on the chart, we're probably the number one travel and tourism show in Mongolia. We are the Mongolian beefcakes of freaking Mongolia. You know, how weird would it be if we are actually celebrities and didn't in Mongolia and we don't know it? Had no, and then we go over there. And they're like, hey, do the thing you do. What do you mean? And they open a curtain. There's 100,000 people. And we're like, peace? <laughs> we're out of here? I don't know. I don't know what we do that's special. We have 100,000 people wanting to tattoo our faces on their buttocks. But we did have some feedback on the last episode. Feedback. The guys over at Shirley You Can't Be Serious podcast said, great episode, guys. And they have a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Muskogee barbecue episode. That's another one we we do. We have combed the countryside, and we missed a country style rib. How? There's got to be more than just one place to eat. There, one <laughs> one really good place to eat in Muskogee. We need a list. We do need a list. Seriously, Get, shoot us over an email. Only an okay show at gmail dot com. Let us know the best places to eat in Muskogee. So that when we make that drive, we can spend a little time there yeah. perusing the wares. And real quick, I'm, I'm going to keep doing it because they're consistent with us. The Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast, I've been kind of cherry picking through, finding episodes that I'm not that I'm not interested in all of it. But when you're speaking my language, when we're talking Raising Arizona, Big Lebowski, movies, they called them Shirley movies. Because it's movies that they would watch, which means ultimately movies that we would watch. Mm -hmm. I'm really liking their podcast because they do like. I will say what as take it easy on me. No, okay. I'm gonna say yeah that I can't get behind Grease as a movie. Their last episode, their latest episode, is about the movie Grease. It's fantastic. I just. I get it. I know that it, it it's a part of our history. I know that lots of people love it. I, I never it. could get on board. I love it. I don't like the singing. I think it's John Travolta's worst no, movie. You got to be I, kidding me! No, I swear. Me. Have you not seen that movie with him and the guy from House? There was a movie where he was a. Uh, an angel or something that I Michael? think was better than this. Oh, than... stop it. I'm sorry. I I know it's not a popular opinion. Okay, the movie The Experts with John Travolta and the, the Ari Gross, the, he was in a movie called House 2. Okay. It's corny. They both have they both have mullets. That's his worst movie. It's like a spy program that's they take they build this like Pleasantville style. I like that movie. You did? Yeah. It's terrible. I'm gonna it's say terrible. it's Twenty percent better than no, Greece. No, I, I I'm gonna have to disagree. They did. You listen, disagree. Shirley, guys, make a make a top ten Travolta list. I know. No, no. Listen, they also no. do. They have a what do they call it? This the IMDb IMDb uh, greatest hits or something like that, where they kind of go down the list of his greatest. I need to know top ten Travolta movies. I guarantee you, the experts is not on that list. I disagree with you on Greece. The next episode, they get to talk about the music. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, see, that's I. I started digging into some of their back catalog. Yeah, because 
it looks like there's going to be a little bit of John Travolta slash Grease, like back to back to back, which is cool. Yeah. I like the I like the style of yeah. what they do. I just don't like the movie and, and just can't get excited about it. So. Well, I, f- I feel like I butchered their IMDb bit that they're doing. But if you get a chance, if this is stuff that you're into, if you're into pop culture, if you're into pop music, Motley Crue, uh, you name it, it's the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast, new episodes every week. And I can be serious and don't call me Shirley. What's your vector, Victor? <laughs> Roger, Roger. Well, if you want to leave us feedback, you know what to do. You can email us at onlyinokshow at gmail.com. Reach out to us on the socials. You can do that. We're everywhere. We're everywhere you are. And this has been the Only in OK Show. New episodes every week. I'm Brent. And I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. That was Stevie Ray Vaughan with Change It right here on Only an OK Show FM. That's right, your place to win for all things rock and roll. Coming up a little bit later on, we're going to be giving away a couple of tickets to see the Only an OK Show guys. They're going to be live at the 60th annual uh, City of Lights down there in uh, Chickasha, Oklahoma. They're going to be out there hanging out and singing Christmas carols, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, Harley's going to be playing a little bit of the guitar, and uh, Brett's going to be playing the sitar. So, interestingly enough, uh, the sitar is the, the the country cousin to the guitar, and uh, the boys will be down there playing all of your favorite Christmas hits. And don't forget to swing by the Only an OK Show booth, where we'll be doing face painting, and we're going to be doing some face painting and also be giving away another chance to win tickets to see the guys playing sitar and guitar at another mystery location we haven't revealed yet where that's going to be. But they will be hanging out with the Taste of Choctaw guys that they've never met before. And uh, come on out and watch Taste of Choctaw. Bang bang around and bang a gong, bang a ding a ling a ding dong on the drums, and the boys will be playing sitars and guitars. Guitars, Cadillacs, hillbilly music. You like Dwight Yoakam? What the hell is wrong with you, dude? I'm a thousand miles from nowhere. Time don't matter to me. I'm a thousand miles from nowhere. And there's no place I want to pee. <laughs> no place you want to pee? <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. They've got paper stuffed in the toilet. A urinal that's... <laughs> I, I was telling somebody... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So when we were camping, yeah, Amber's you... brother came down. When? Last weekend? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they were talking about something. The topic had come up. And I said, Brett, my friend Brett, has a thing about going to the bathroom yeah. that he calls the devil's handshake. Yeah. And Amber was like, like she was freaking out that I was going to say something, you know, like to offend her parents or yeah, brother yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. And 
I told I told the story about the bro, uh, about the devil's handshake. <laughs> was it it? Yeah, dude. I, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but you have the most ridiculous thing. Like, you're I don't even know how. To, like, your perspective is so off kilter. <laughs> it just blows my mind. The um, well, you know, the ultimate is if you make eye contact with a person that warms the seat. I went to the last stall, which is traditionally a handicap stall. Mm-hmm. But I like it because it's, I feel like I'm at home. Yeah. I got a little bit of room to kind of sprawl out. Okay. And one time, the one time I do it, and I all of a sudden I look down, and I see a set of wheels, like, pull up to the stall. And I just kind of went, I clenched. Because I was like, I don't want to sound like I'm, like, like yeah, I'm where I, I, <laughs> home sweet home. I, I immediately clenched up like I just wanted to be invisible. I wanted him to think that somebody locked the door from and, the inside and died and died. <laughs> I wanted to be invisible so bad. Are you ready to talk about some barbecue? Yeah, the last all things. It's only it's bit me in the ass once. It's got my ass wet a couple times. Yep. Three, two, one. And welcome to the show. Today we're talking about Bob's Big... That's a darn god dang American man. Come on, man, you got it. You get one more shot at it. If you don't do it, I'm doing it. Okay, I can get it. Three, two, one. 